theyeshiva.net. Good morning, everybody. We're up to page Tess. The second paragraph in the middle of the page, below uh, lower part of the page, it starts Vihine. After exploring in detail the beginning of the marshal, the beginning of the parable of the mentor and the student, explaining first about all of the steps of preparation that are necessary for the communication and for the teaching and for the mentorship. And then moving on to explain the fact that despite all the preparations, there is something that happens often within the, during the teaching that cannot be prepared earlier, and even with all the preparations from before, this cannot be uh, arranged or organized before, and that is the creativity, the unleashing of new insights and new ideas that occurs during the relationship, during the communication. One reason may be because of the speech, the power of speech to verbalize and articulate and differentiate and categorize, which unleashes and reveals new depth from the teacher. Another reason may be because of the actual dynamic experiencing the resistance or the inability of the words to go in and the words recoiling back. Because when there is the encounter between those two forces, the deep yearning of the teacher to give and the difficulty or the inability of the student to receive So even if he prepared yesterday everything and he restricted it, but nonetheless, you can compare that to the awareness which is created as a result of the actual teaching when he sees the face of the student and his desire that he absorb the material collides or comes together with the difficulty for the student to absorb and it evokes, it triggers, it arouses within the teacher uh, new ideas, that which he didn't prepare, or a new language, or new illustrations, or, or new explanations, or, or new insights, or a new way of saying it. And in a way, that balancing back, as he calls it, the rebound, the Archeuser, goes to a much deeper place, especially if he asks questions, like the story with Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. And finally, the third idea, of notes, Tchilosan Besaifan, that when uh, the ultimate purpose of all the ideas comes to fruition and it leaves the world of the Mashpi and it enters into the world of the Makabal, the notes, Tchilosan Besaifan, that Saifan causes the teacher to, in many ways, to be reborn. Something new is created inside of him. He finds himself, he finds those ideas in, 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 in a new way, in a way that he could not prepare for when it was still in his own world. Those are the three explanations of why in the middle of a shir, new ideas may come out. If in middle of the hashpa, in middle of the mentorship, the teaching of the teacher who is expounding Deirish, he's expounding the ideas in front of a makabal, in front of a student, who's called a Talmud Muvak. What's Pshara Talmud Muvak we said before? That there's two types of Talmudim. 
there is the Talmud who receives according to his kalim, according to his vessels, according to his faculties. No two people receive in the same way. Everyone has their own vessels, their own way of receiving. The Talmud Muvaki defined as somebody who's a cholol reikon mamish. It's completely open. There's a complete openness because of a profound yearning not to lose, not to forfeit even one word, even one insight. He empties himself from everything else. There's no other agendas, there's no other interests, there's no other interferences. The Talmud Muvak means that his whole essence becomes a Talmud. That's who he is. He defines himself that way. That's his pride. That's his joy. Obviously, uh, for this, there has to be a lot of trust, a lot of willingness. But that becomes his identity. He calls him a Chalal Reikon Mamish in the earlier chapter, in the early, on the previous page. Chalal Reikon Mamish means Mamish like an open womb that's empty from anything else. And he will not allow himself to lose even one word. And therefore he allows every drush, as he puts it, every shir, to rebuild him. Just as the teacher is there fully in all the ten faculties as discussed, he also shows up in all of his ten faculties. He allows it to rebuild his insight and his ava and his yira and his, and his avoida and his hanhaga on every level as discussed. So he said, this Talmud muvak, as he is receiving the shir, shuhumakabal chiyus medivrei arav, who receives life from the words of the Rav and experiences a tremendous tainug, a tremendous delight. Umishtasheya is like uh, in Hebrew, Shishua is called a toy. He toys with it, meaning he loves it. He quells. He quells, he quells from it. This is the Talmud Muvuk, who is completely present on every level, each one of his koiches all the way up to Tainuk, to pleasure. The teacher also is communicating with his whole Pnimiyas, the mind and the heart, everything. And in the middle of this Hashpa, in the middle of this flow, middle of this encounter, and in the middle of this hashpa, this, what we described before, actually happens. A svara, an idea, an insight, falls in. Falls in. It doesn't fall in from outside. It falls in from inside. But it falls into the mashpia, into his mind, a whole new svara, much deeper, and completely new relative to the earlier ideas that were organized in his mind, which he was planning to teach. As we discuss, sometimes the insight that comes in in the middle is not just new relatively, but it could be a completely a leap, a quantum leap from what was previously in his mind, as discussed earlier. This may happen. Was the expression that was used in the Kabbalah about what happens, uh, with the Shiva de Nechemta, right? That, uh, that in the, in the Shlosh of the Puranissa, the Moichen Akaidmim became complete, so the new Moichen are, 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 are developing, the Moichen of Atik. That's, that's the Loshen. In the Mashal, what it means here is, 
that if, if the teacher didn't prepare well, <laughs> this whole process is not going to be relevant. It's not going to happen. From the teacher's perspective, when he prepared, he prepared fully. He went through all the stages of the Yud and the hay and the Vav and the hay, the Klal and the Prat for himself, the Klal and the Prat for his student, Azra, Vayisapra, Hechina, Vegam Chakra, then Vayoymala Adam. In other words, the Moichin, the insight, the level of awareness, the cognitive faculties, he tried all his best, it should be as wholesome as possible, according to his capability, obviously. There's always room for growth and perfection, and a year later, perhaps it would be better. But from wherever he is, he was not lazy, he was not indifferent, he was not uh, trying to avoid work. He was completely, completely present. And as we said earlier, that a real shear and a real teacher shows up with all of his ten spheres, with his chachma and bina and das and midas and behavior, complete, completely and fully present. So the moichen reach a place of Shlemus. And that's what he comes with. That's what he comes. He comes with his full mind. He comes with his full heart. And that's what he's giving. He's giving to the student. Because that happens, because there is that Shlemus, now there could be a new process which he could not, which he could not uh, precipitate, which he could not prepare for. And that's the new process discussed, that which happens in middle with the three explanations explained above why. So imagine the scene. It's actually happening. What we discussed is a parallel is actually happening. It comes in. It comes in in the middle of the shir, this new svarah. On one hand, he wants to right away share it, but he can't. It's impossible for him to immediately Sheer, this new svara that fell into his mind as he was talking, or as she was talking. Why do we want to communicate it? Is that if it's impossible? Why? It would be like giving, it would be premature. It would be premature birth. Premature birth, especially in the olden days. The baby can't survive, Khalila. The idea can't survive. It's premature. Because the hamtza, hamtza means like the new invention, the new insight, is only felt in the brain of chachma. In that brain. He didn't even have a chance to, to, um, what? Yeah, to process it, to differentiate it in thought, even for himself, forget for the other person. As he's teaching this epiphany, this insight, he knows it's something new. He feels it, he experiences it. But to say it now will just diffuse it, it'll kill it. It's, it's mamish premature, you just have anakuda. That's what chachma is. In other words, even in himself, it's felt in the moyach chachma, which is that brain that experiences an epiphany. Ah! It's like that, ah, it's on a kud, it's a seminal point. It's almost like a seed of life. But well, a seed of life needs a lot of time and skill and different components to be able to develop. Microscopically in that sperm you have a gewaldic amount. 
you have almost everything, but you need that time and space to develop it. Yeah. Right. Right. In, in that new, in that new insight. Kiyadua, as it's known, Shabiskiri Klolis, whenever there's a general scanning, meaning whenever you capture the full picture in a general way, Yesh Adayin Chshash Hatoyas Atzma. There is still the caution, the concern of self-deception. Sheyesh Kama Havrakos. People have a lot of Havrakos. Havrakos comes from the word Baruch, which means a lightning. Like, you know, that the bulb goes off in your brain, like literally a lightning. The light gets turned on. Ah! That's what Havraka means. Havraka means, on, in Yiddish, it's called an Einfall. A blitz. A blitz. Yeah, literally. It's like this sudden Havraka. Ah, it's a chap. Like a chap is called Havraka. So, ah? Huh? So there could still be, in that state, there's a lot, there could be a lot of deception, because there's many different insights people have. Afterwards, when they start specifying it, when they start differentiating it and getting into details, what happens? You start clarifying. So then, they completely get rejected. You know how many epiphanies the people have? It's an insight. Then you say, wait, wait, let me put it under, let me put it under the, <laughs> the microscope. Let me put it under the flashlight even. Let's look, let's specify, let's start developing, and then you see it's garbage. It's worthless. It's worthless. It's not, it's not, it's premature. Ke'inyin, the mashal I just gave a few moments ago, wasn't Ke'inyin tipa she'eno higenes. She'eri ru'uya lahazriya she'nifla talagamri. The example would be a tipa, which is a sperm, a seed of life. She'eno higenes. From a general perspective, before a person differentiates, it seems like, ooh, an, a, a child, an embryo can be developed from this, but it's Eina Igenis. It's not, it's not in that league. Eina Ruya Lazaria. It's not suitable for whatever biological reason to be able to take root. Lazaria means to be able, like, like a seed that's going to be able to actually produce. Shaniflutalagamri. It gets spit out completely. Spit out either on a very practical level, on a physical level, it can't be absorbed by the feminine counterpart, or spit out in the sense that the body knows right away that there's nothing that the egg can do with this. The egg knows that, you know, this fertilizer is not going to take root. It's just nothing can happen from this. Oh, so this is even with himself. You can't go to town with every Einfall, with every Avraka. Not every Avrak is going to win you the Nobel Prize. <laughs> and even less than the Nobel Prize. Not with, not with every insight. Ooh, I got it. Well, wait. Let's, 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 uh, let's get into the Pratim. And then it may be completely rejected. <laughs> certainly to say it to a student, <laughs> this is certainly impossible. <laughs> To say it to the student requires even more than that. Even after he takes his own chachma and brings it to Bina, 
So now the Einfall, the Blitz, the Lightning, the Epiphany, the Invention, the Discovery, the Insight, is developed and embraced and accepted, you still need to go through two stages. That's the Vav and the He. You remember there's the Yud and the He and the Vav and the He in order for the student to be able to receive it. Like we explained in the Pasuk, that's the first two, and then there's Hechina, the Gam Chakra from Eiv. He saw it, he told the story to himself, he prepared it and then investigated it. That's the Vav and the He. Those are the two preparations that are still necessary after his own preparation vis-a-vis himself, which is the Klal and the Prat for the student, to be able to draw a picture for the student and then to be able to dissect every detail of that picture for the student. For yourself, you need the forest and you need the trees. Sometimes, in teaching, you see this specially. We're learning now in Gemara about Tumah and Tarer, Abchaninah's Gana Koyenim, and it's a very, very complicated sugya. And what I realized was, when it comes to so many different topics, just as an example, as a marshal, that very often people are taught trees, but not the forest. And when you just taught trees, not the forest, it can get very discouraging, because the trees are endless. So here's a tree... Another tree. Oh, but, oh, by the way, I didn't tell you about a third tree. But really, there's also another tree. And there's another tree, and that's how it works. There's this detail. No, but that's only if it happens this way, if it happens that way. And the trees are literally endless. So the person, like, <laughs> all I can do is learn that there's another tree I don't know about. <laughs> Which is what happens, because there's always a tree you don't know about. But what if I can give you a picture of the forest? You may not master all the trees, but there's a forest. That you can own, you, you see it. You see the painting, you see the house, you see the, you see the big picture. It's not enough. <laughs> seeing the big picture is seeing the forest. Now you gotta get to the trees too. But already the trees are appreciated differently. They're in context. They're in context. That's why we began our Tumashirim. I told everybody, before you get confused, I just want you to know that there's only four things that can become Tame in the world. It's not endless, it's only four things. <laughs> and always look at it, the source that gives Tumah, the one who receives it, and how they communicate. You got the whole picture. <laughs> now you got to get to the trees. But I'm just, I'm just trying to give an example. First of all, you need this for yourself. What is the whole picture? Then there's the details for yourself. But now for the student, he needs to go through two stages. There's the klal, drawing the full picture, what we're calling the forest. Because if you don't do that, you're not really communicating. To give another detail, another detail, another detail. No. You need to draw a picture for this, for the child or the student or the disciple or the pupil. And by the way, we're using here words Rav and Talmud, but it's true in every type of communication. Whenever you want to present something on any level, give me the picture, that full picture. But just a picture is big and beautiful and grand. Now you have to go min haklal el haprat. From the klal to the prat. Because just giving a, a, a student the full picture, you didn't give the real thing yet. You gave the context, you gave the introduction, you gave the foundation, you gave the ability for him or her to feel that they own it, they walk away with something. But now you have to go from the klal to the prat. So even for the teacher himself, after he has a blitz, uh, what's the word when the lightning, what do they call it? Brainstorm. A brainstorm, yeah. A flash. A flash. 
So the, the word flash is the word barak. What happens when it's pitch dark outside? There's no light, literally. You're in a forest somewhere, it's pouring. And then there's a lightning. There's suddenly tremendous brightness. What's the problem? It lasts for a nanosecond or a millisecond or one second. Lightning is gone and you're back to the dark. But that's a moment when you get to see everything. And the light is so powerful, the electricity voltage is so powerful, that the brightness of that moment can't be surpassed. I shouldn't say can't be surpassed, but it's extraordinary. It's extraordinarily powerful. That's what happens in Chachmah. It's like when that flash happens, it can't get clearer. It cannot get clearer. You know what I'm talking about? Huh? It's like an epiphany. It can't get clearer. But, five seconds later, it's gone. It's gone. Now you need avoid the number two, from the cloud to the prat. What will often happen here is you'll say, you know, the seed was a seed, but it can't go any further. <laughs> can't go anywhere. It was a great epiphany. It's not going anywhere. No children are being born from this. No companies are being created. I'm not becoming a multimillionaire overnight from this. Maybe next night, but not tonight. You have to throw out a chiddush, but not prematurely. <laughs> you don't spit out a seed prematurely. You need nine months. And you need a feminine nurture to absorb it. It's not spittable out. It's not ready. It's not going to do anything. There's nothing, uh, you're not going to go anywhere with it. Okay, you may want help in dissecting. You may want help in dissecting. Not bad. Yeah. So Eisenhower said Churchill has how many good ideas a day? A hundred good ideas, a hundred ideas and three of them are good. Right. So he may want a chavrusa to work out the chachma. That's fine. But to write a paper on it, to give a shear, to give an authoritative presentation is premature. You may want to converse your chachma with somebody. Fine. But not to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. But nobody's going to invest $10 million in the idea yet, right? When, and how many times does a husband come home, I have an idea. And what does your wife say? Go, go dreaming, go to shul. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, the moment is lost, yeah. Oh, 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 that's what we're going to learn about now. Yeah. No, of course it exists. We're just giving this model, but it could exist in many models. You're saying, is it only one-to-one? No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, it does, yeah. 
אם הרב ידחה המצאה זו החדשה, שנזכירה אצלו, לזמן אחר שיחשבו אז בזה, now you might say he's teaching. So what should he do? He should postpone this insight, this epiphany. He should say to himself, now is not the time for it. This new idea, שנזכירה אצלו, נזכירה אצלו means it was just scanned by his brain. You know, he just got this... this epiphany, this brainstorm that he sees, he should push it off for another time, and that's when he'll think about it. Because he knows that if he doesn't push it off to another time, and he goes there now, what's going to happen? He's going to interrupt the chayas, For the student, this is life. It's not luxury. We're talking about a Talmud Muvik. What's that a Talmud Muvik? Talmud Muvik is he'll die for this truth. He's completely there. He's not there for entertainment purposes. That's not a Talmud Muvik. That's a Talmud. He comes, he wants to hear Psavart. <laughs> That's not a Talmud Muvik. Talmud Muvik is the Chol Al-Reka, the complete empty cavity who is uh, open, puts everything aside, puts his very self aside, just to absorb the truth. The truth that he feels is coming through without any other interest and therefore he does not want to lose a single word, a single syllable. It's Mamesh's chius, it's his life. So the student, the, the teacher knows that the teacher knows That if he goes off, right? If he goes off with this new Amtsar, what is he going to have to do? He's going to have to stop. The chiyos of the makabal, the life force of the recipient who's listening and enjoying and not just listening, as we said, his full self is there. His koyach ha-tainog, his koyach ha-seichel, his midis, his netzachoyd yisoyt, all behemshech to be for. So what happens? So the teacher is going to continue and postpone the epiphany. I'll deal with you in two hours. Now, we're in a different mode. I'm teaching somebody. I prepared it. Let me continue. Huh? Right, so if he asks a question, he wants to answer. But what if that question unleashes a whole new thing? Right, but, it, but, it's, too, but it's premature. If it's just a question that's not bringing out a whole new answer, it may bring out a new sentence, a new insight, fine. But sometimes we're talking what he's put before, in other words, it's completely on a different league, completely in a different well, realm. And he himself didn't formulate it. It's just too, it's too raw. He doesn't have what to answer yet. He doesn't know if it's true, Baklal. He could be stumped confusing himself and everybody else. First, he has to do work with himself. After he does work with himself, he got to figure out now how to present it. And there's four stages he has to go through. Klal Prat for himself, Klal Prat for the student. So what happens? It can be, later, This is what happens. He's going to try to remind himself, and he's sure it's there. It's gone, gone, forever. You could say Kaddish. It's 
lost. That he forgot the idea, yeah. Interesting that they say that students has to be hollow and rape, but if he doesn't have his intellect to understand and comprehend, it's uh, it's useless. Yeah, chalal reik, when you say emptiness, it doesn't mean he's empty. It's a pustakeli. <laughs> it's very different. Nishta pustakeli. <laughs> An open keli. Very, very often in some kind of institutions, they teach, they want to put your intellect in, in, in the box. Now, just put it away. We'll teach you now. Nah, that's, uh, that doesn't help. Yeah, this is not a form of, of uh, this is not a cult. I'm talking about a cult. Yeah, no, no. It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite from that. Not the idea of a cult indoctrination. Put everything aside so I could just brainwash you and then, yeah, right, and you stop thinking. Then you're not creating a student, creating a zombie. That's very often what happens. Then the student's not bringing his scale of the spirit. He's supposed to come in with his scale of the spirit, but he resets. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole idea, not to come totally empty. Right, with the emptiness, there, there's, there's what, you know, post means empty, right? Post in the Yiddish means empty. There's a post keli, and there's an open keli. It's empty, what do we mean empty? Empty, empty to receive, open to receive, yeah. The Rakachava Gon used to say that the hardest day for him is Shabbos. Why? Because he couldn't write. A whole week, he would write constantly, would write very often. And he, he was a tremendous Balham Tzor, tremendous ideas. You could see from his writing, literally every line. He said, I'm such it's very hard to understand anything. So he said, Shabbos is the hardest day, he can't write. So it comes into his brain, and he has no, no way of holding on to it. So if it would be one idea, two ideas, five ideas, you know, you're like, wait, wait till Mitzvah Shabbos. But if it's nonstop, literally 24 hours a day, uh, he said the hardest day for him is Shabbos. So what happens here is, when he wants to remember that Svara, it will be completely concealed, will be forgotten. Why? So you say, well, that's how it is. There's a reason for it. We all know the experience, but the definition of it, the definition of it is given here, the depth of it. Every giluyoy, every revelation of light, which comes out, which is revealed from the ma'ir, ma'ir means the source, the luminary, like the ma'ir hagadol, but it doesn't find a keli, it doesn't find a vessel where to settle. Its nature is to go back and be re-subsumed and consumed and included in its source. The moyer unleashes a revelation. If it finds a keli where to settle, it can settle. The keli captures it and abducts it and seals the lid and I have it. 
But if I don't find a keli where it can settle, it goes back. It goes back to its source. Okay, so but here's what happens. But when it goes back in what we call the rebound, the light that returns, it goes back to a deeper place in its source. Because the principle is that goes back to Kadmusai. Lekadmusai means to its original state. It's even higher and more concealed than it was initially before it came out. That's why the language that's used in Sifre HaKabal or Sifre Chesidus is not Chayzer L'Tchilosa, it's Chayzer L'Kadmusa. What's the difference? Ki Yaschala Hi Mi Besayv When you say he goes back to the beginning, Chayzer L'Tchilosa, it represents the Saif Shabayalyan, the bottom part of the source of the Elyan. Vuhu Mechitzene Yusay Shal Koyach HaMaskel Shul Koyach HaShpah. It's from the more external part of the Koyach HaMaskel. Koyach HaMaskel is that space from where Chachma comes. The maskil, the source of Chachma, where the epiphanies come from, the Kayach of Ashpah. But when it goes up in a way of Archaizer, it is sublimated into the core, into the Pnimius of the Kayach HaMaskil. Which comes Mitzad, it's Dveikus, it's its connection, its alignment with its source, Shalachain Amrazal. That's why the Gemara says in Yuma, Kasha Atika Mechadata. The old is more difficult than the new. Once it came out of the source and it didn't find a Kali, now when it goes back up, it's like the rebound, the Urchhaizer, it goes back into a deeper place in the Kadmus, not just Khaizal Khilasai, Khaizal Kadmusai. Right. Yeah. You'll not, you will not get it. To get that, the old is much harder than getting the new. There'll be new insights, but you want that, it's fafalan. And it's very frustrating. If it ever happened to you, you know how frustrating it is. It's like, I just had it. You had nothing. It had you. It had you, and it's gone. You say it's because it's not no yet. It wasn't Yeah, that's true, yeah. It was not etched in the Kaylee. Oh, no, it's Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say lost, but just it's very difficult to access. Right, lost to my consciousness. Lost to my consciousness. Yeah. No, no, he's saying that if the teacher tells himself, let me continue the class, and I'm going to deal with this new insight later because I don't want to stop the flow and the chayas of the student and the tainug of the student. I'll get back to it later. What happens, what could happen is when he wants to remember later the insight, it's gone, it's forgotten. And the reason for that is, although we see it, but the reason for that is, whenever there's a gilui oil from the mire and it doesn't find a keli, the nature is that it goes back to the mucker. It has to be concretized. From oil into keli. From oil it has to become keli. And making from Ur Kaili is a, is, is a radical transformation. It's also a brutal transformation. Ur is more geschmack than Kaili. <laughs> Light is not limited. Light is elusive. Light is nebulous. 
Light is infinite. The speed of light is 186,000 uh, miles per second. Oir <laughs> is great. Oir is not a particle. It's not a wave. It's a particle. It's a wave. It, oir, because Oir has that property. It's much less tangible. Even I'm talking physical light. And physical light is always a metaphor for spiritual light. But even in physical light, you see this. Kali is always concretization. The famous Ramban. Hishbati eschem benois Yerushalayim, right? Im to'iri v'im to'iriri as ha'ava adsha techpots. And she hashirim. So the Ramban says, you have to take the ava and turn it into a chafetz, into an object. You have to uh, objectify, what's the word? Uh, concretize. You have to take the ava adsha techpots, turn it into a chafetz. A chafetz is an object. Why? Because love on its own is very powerful. There's nothing as powerful, but it's a force. It's a tremendous powerful force, but it, it, it can dissipate. It's like the lightning. At that moment, there's nothing more powerful, but there's no techpots. So whenever oil comes out from the mucker, it searches for a keli. <laughs> if it finds a keli that grasps it, it's in. Not like it wasn't the source, but as much as the keli can get. And then you can work with the keli. You can expand the keli more and more. If there's no keli, what happens? It goes back up and it goes back up with much greater speed and alacrity than it went down. And it's choyzer likadmusay. Likadmusay means not just choyzer litchilosay. It doesn't just go back to the place where it was. Because the place where it was, was the Saif Sheba Elyon. It was the lower part of the Kayach HaMaskil, which was already on its way down. There was already, it was ready to trickle from the subconscious to the conscious. Because Kayach HaMaskil is the place of awareness, but that place of awareness we have no access to. How much awareness is there in the soul? Infinite. How much awareness do we get? Once in a while, you get an insight that trickles down from the Koyach HaMaskel into Chachma. And that's the, aha, where did it come from? <laughs> Yesterday it wasn't there. Where did it come from? You're walking in the street, boom, you got it. You're sitting on the couch, you got it, brainstorm. What happened? It was there. But some a window opens up from the unconscious to the conscious. That's called from Koyach HaMaskel to Chachma. So where it was in the beginning was already in the lower part of Koyach HaMaskel, which is that part that lends itself to come into the conscious. Now when it flies back up on the rebound, it's Chayzeh Kadmusay. It goes to the Kadmus of Kayach to the primordial, highest parts of Kayach HaMaskel. So the Gemara says, Kosha Tikim The old is much harder than the new. Because, what's the Pshat, why? <laughs> Just because you dealt with it already, it should be much easier. It's already ground that you charted. You already trailblazed it. It's a dirt road that you already went through. The pshat is because it goes back. It's reabsorbed in a place of not lechilose where it was, but lekadmusay. Oir choyzer, choyzer lekadmusay. How do you get it back? When you're ready. <laughs> when you're ready. When you're ready. <laughs> the electron is transferring energy. Physics, the same thing. It's looking for an object. And it's true. This is true. You see it in so many other areas in life.
You know, how many moments of inspiration do people have? But there's no Kaylee. And a Kaylee is always brutal because a Kaylee limits. A Kaylee limits, creates parameters. It's limited. It has a sheer. And Oyer and Kaylee, by definition, are paradoxes. Oyer is fully expansive and Kaylee is all about limitations. Narrowing it down, restricting it. You know, it's the concept of tzimtzum. And that's the idea that the keli is always, it's not easy, it's not comfortable. So how many times do people have moments of inspiration or ideas or epiphanies or moments of awareness? And they're real, they're very genuine. Some ur came out of me, some light, I experienced the light, but it looks around and there's no keli. <laughs> it has no place to live, so what happens? It goes right back, but it goes much deeper. And therefore, the frustration is much deeper. If you would have never experienced that oir, you could have never lost it. When you experienced it, you lost it. And now you want it, you're sure it's there. But you have to now go to a much, much deeper place to find it. Because that's the nature of Urchhaizer. It's like we explained earlier why the teacher can re- have such new insights when he teaches because of the Urchhaizer. Because when his words go back in and they fly back in, they rebound from the student back, they go to a much deeper place. If the keli absorbs it, so then it holds on to the oil, so to speak. You're right, you're right. The keli means different things in different contexts, but the common denominator of a keli is that there is some there's, but on one level, Chachma is a keli, but not really. Bina is a keli, Das is a keli. The blitz, and now you have to make a keli for it. Keli for it means that it doesn't get you, you get it. That's a very different experience. The epiphany, by definition, you'll see that a blitz always comes in in a moment when you're not feeling yourself. You're not even thinking about trying to understand it. That's always, you'll never have a moment of Chachma when you are present with different thoughts. Chachma always happens in a moment of bitl, kayachma. You may not realize it, but that moment when the epiphany came in, you were completely glued to this subject. And that's why it could come into you, because you're an empty space. But when you resurface yourself, when you come back to the surface, it's going to be gone. So now you have to, structure it within your own structure, within your own faculties. That's what Bina is. You just said something very, very important, very, very impactful. You said that that's part of what's happening with the teacher, what he said before in explanation number two. Number two, the Archeuser. The teacher says something and it rebounds back to the student. That becomes his Archeuser, which then comes to a higher place and arouses the or something. But that's a very, very important point, for the fo- I think, for the following reason. Because in the Mimer, I learned from my Rebbeim, I learned from my, my uh, friends, friends. there may be a real depth to that Mimer that we're first appreciating, meaning from the teacher and from my friends, I learned from when they taught me, from what they showed me, from what they told me. But the, what I learned from the Talmidim is not what they then said over, I, I learned, I looked and saw him. I learned from the process of the rejection, of yeah. the recoiling. Yeah. So Yosemite Kulam is, it's qualitatively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of concrete learning they got. From right. It. It's exactly the opposite. Right. It's in the there. Yeah. So Yosemite Gulam is, is yeah. a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that the Talmud brings forth Yoser Mikulam, a different qualitative light. Yeah. Yeah, Rish Lakish asked the questions, yeah. And sometimes, as I said, I think earlier in our previous year, questions don't necessarily mean verbal questions. Sometimes it's a facial expression. It's also a question. You know, sometimes those are the deepest questions. It's like, I'm so confused, I don't even have what to ask. <laughs> you know, sometimes you ask the crowd, does anybody have anything to ask? And nobody asks anything. It's not always because they understood. It's like, because nobody knows what you're talking about. Sometimes nobody's interested in what you're talking about. Like, we have nothing to ask because let's just finish, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, depends. I mean, if there's interest. If it's coming from apathy, then it's something else. Right? Yeah, yeah. They say there was a rabbi in a shul, and after six months, he quit, he resigned. So the, the board had a meeting, and they called him in, and they said, Rabbi, did you find that we were disrespectful to you? So he says, no, you were very respectful. Do you not like your salary? No, you gave a very good salary. Did somebody embarrass you in the shul? No, nobody embarrassed. Is your wife not happy here? No, everybody's happy here. So why in the world did you resign? He says, because the first question you asked me in six months. <laughs> so, so, so there's some lack of questioning. Nobody has any questions. They don't care to ask. We're talking about sometimes you, you notice a question that's coming from kid, but I don't even know how to articulate it. I'm completely confused. So that's a, a, a wake-up call, a wake-up call for the teacher. You have also this concept, you see it also in, 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 in people's own emotional growth. There's people who went to a diff, different, uh, who go through different programs of healing and they become aware of things in their life. And it's very powerful. They become aware of it. But six months later, there's no change. Or a year later, there's no change. Even though when they became aware, they swore to themselves, they're never doing this again. They're never going to live like this again. But what was the issue? The issue was, it was an oir. But the keli wasn't there. There was no keli. I didn't really make it part of me. I don't even know how to make it part of me. Because it's so new, the urge just goes right back to its source. And then I, I'm back in my rut again. When I go back to my natural self, I'm back in my, even though I don't want to be. I don't want, but it's, remember, my way of functioning was my instinctive way of functioning. So instinct just goes right back to instinct. It takes a concentrated and sustained effort to reprogram, to be able to take this urge and and make it yours. So sometimes people go to, you know, different programs, different retreats, and they have tremendous awareness, and they think that that awareness will transform their life. That awareness is good. It's good if it's a beginning, if it's mamish, a beginning. In terms of a tachlis, it's worthless. It could sometimes only frustrate. Because if I have no way, and no discipline, and no ability, and no mentorship, to be able to achetechbots, to be able to absorb it, then that oil is going to go right back and it's going to go back to a deeper place, much deeper place. What if the oil is deep? What if the inside of it? You don't want it. <laughs> you want it, you don't. It, 
Oil can't be painful. Oil can't be painful. The, the, what may make it painful is my unwillingness to accept it. <laughs> but that's different. That's a different type of pain. The oil won't be painful. Process of the work. Huh? Right. An insight could be very painful, but the insight itself is not painful. The insight is truth. If I'm resisting it, that will create the pain. It's the friction that creates the pain. Driving a car fast is not painful. If it collides with something else, that's what causes the pain. Valderecha Kabbalah. The second to the last line on the Yud of the first paragraph. In Isis of Kabbalah. This is real Isis of Kabbalah. Which is always often written in code language. Today is the Yartzet of Darizal. Hey of. The source of every Seichel, every new idea comes from the person. But it comes from a state that the Kabbalah called Chachmastima means the hidden brain, literally. Like Chachmastima means sasum. It's hidden, it's plugged, it's concealed. That's what sasum means, almond stimmen. Chachmastima means the hidden brain or the hidden mind. Chachma gluya is the way you experience the insight. It's like the flash can be felt. It's still only a flash, it's like a lightning. It comes and goes. It's a hamtza, it's a chap. It comes in but it's conscious. From Chachma, you can take it to Bina. From Bina, you can take it to Das. It's like the father's seed is Chachma. The mother's development of the seed is Bina. Chachma Stima is the concealed Chachma, meaning the unconscious mind, or what we called before, Kaya Chamaskel, from where the Chachma comes. But through forgetfulness, it goes back. In a state called Archaizer, Nisala Lechachmashabagalgalta. Then it goes one step higher to a state that's called in Kabbalah, Chachmashabagalgalta, the Chachma which is in the skull. Galgalta is Aramaic for Gulgal, which is the skull encompasses the brain. It's like the crown around the brain. In Kabbalah, that's called Keser. Gulgoilus is the skull, like the crown around the brain. It goes up not to Meichastima, which is the brain itself, but the Chachma in the skull, which is also called Chachma in Keser, which is yet even a higher level of Chachma, and therefore more difficult to extract. So when the teacher has the insight, loses it, forgets it, now to get it back, the Gemara says, Kosha Atika Mechadat, it's harder. According to this, if the teacher cherishes the new insight, he doesn't want to postpone developing the new insight so it shouldn't be completely lost. It's too precious. He's in the middle of the shear. And this incredible new question or new answer or new layer of depth or new insight emerges in his mind either as a result of articulating it in words, or as a result of the questions of the student, which unleash a whole new energy, the Archeiser, or from the fact that he encounters, even though he prepared it, but encountering the resistance or the inability of the student to absorb it. 
it rebounds and brings out much deeper levels of awareness to be able to explain it in a new way or a different language or a different metaphor, a whole new insight. And sometimes that insight is incredibly new. It's not just relative to what was before, but incredibly new. Or because of the idea of no, it's tchilasan b'saifan. That when the tchila comes into the saifan and fulfills its fruition, something is reinvented in the mentor. So at this moment, if he cherishes it and does not want to lose it, what happens? He must immediately, as his as his chachma brain got it or scanned it or sees it, he needs to stay with it. So what happens now at this moment is his full presence, his pnimius, goes away from the previous discussion and understanding that he had because he must tune in to this new, completely novel insight. Because if he doesn't, the lightning came, the lightning disappears and you're not getting it back. Two hours later, tomorrow, you'll say, oh, let me go back there. <laughs> it's not coming back. It was a, it was a moment. It was an epiphany. It was a gilioir. There was no keli. Boom. So therefore, he stays with it. Staying with it means tuning into it. Tuning into it means tuning out. You can be tuned into two things simultaneously, especially on different levels completely. Our machshav, our thought, can only be occupied by one item, which is why when you change your thoughts, you often change reality, your reality, because thoughts are thoughts. So either my thoughts are obsessing with this or my thoughts are busy with this. So he takes out, he takes away his attention from the Haskala Hagduma, from the previous Seichel, from the previous level of awareness, and he's not present there anymore. And the deeper he delves into the new insight, his Pnimius, his inner core, must go away more from the previous Seichel. If he only tunes in superficially to the new insight, so then he could still be completely connected, be connected to the previous awareness. But the more he goes in deeper and deeper into the new insight, the more he moves away from the previous state of mind. Specifically, there are three stages in departing, in moving away from the previous level of awareness deeper and deeper or higher and higher to this new state of consciousness or awareness, the hamtza, the epiphany that he or she just experienced. They correspond to the three regions of the brain or the three dimensions of cognition known as chachma, bina and das. In the beginning, in the beginning of the process, when the new hamtza, the new epiphany, the new hamtza means like invention. Literally, hamtza comes from the word mitzia. You find something. It's like a mitzia. This new finding that his mind experienced is still niskeris. It's still scanned. Again, skira means like a scanner. Right? It's still scanned. Biklalus in a general way with the brain of chachma meirachik from a distance. 
And what do we mean from a distance? In the state of Chachma, it's still a distant, it's still so general, it's not differentiated, you don't really grasp it. Adayin Efshe, at this stage, it's still possible. Sheyedaber harav chachmosay hagduma kamayshe sidim etchilala he could still continue the pattern that he prepared. It's He doesn't have to run away yet. He could still share the previous wisdom which he organized. He may have organized it for a day, for a week, for a month, for a year. That which he organized to be mashpia to his Talmud in this shear, he can share it. Ah, he just had, he just had this boom. Okay, I had a boom, but in this state. It's not going to be the same. But because he had this chap, so his pnimius was abducted, if I could say, was grasped, was caught by it. It becomes tarud, it becomes consumed by the new amtsa. If you'll be sensitive, you'll notice that the level of vitality, the chius, was diminished a little bit because part of his attention and his curiosity and his inquisitiveness was taken into this new Amtsa that he had. He could still continue, but there's going to be a level of intensity and focus that is diminished. Kiyadua, as it's known. <laughs> it's a very interesting words now. Einadoyma imhar mashpia doyrish you hear the words? You can't compare when a mashpia, a mentor, a teacher, speaks, is darshaning, and his whole pnimius is in that moment. His whole presence his full pnimius, his full inside is present, or he's speaking, but it's only He's a mouthpiece. The lips are moving, but his pnimius amachshava, he's elsewhere. Today we call it texting while you're talking to somebody. That's the most vivid manifestation. But in these days they didn't yet have texting. And the one on the outside, I mean, people usually feel it. Children always feel it, right? You're talking to somebody, you may be looking at them, but you're just not there. You're not there. And if you would ask your wife, for example, what do you choose? You choose to spend together four hours, but I'm not going to be here. You'll talk to me, but I'm going to be somewhere else. Or five minutes, (laughs) but I'll be fully present. Fully present. Or with your child, or with your grandchild. It's a completely different situation when you're present with your full pnimius or you're saying words, you may be looking at the person, but your inside is consumed. You're somewhere else. Your machshava, your pnimius machshava. Obviously, on some level, you have to be thinking about it because you're here, but it may just be instinctive and external. You already know, you know the process, but the pnimius of your machshava, you're connected to a different haskala. There's a lashon from the Chazal, a very famous expression. Pischuli, Hashem says, Pischuli kechudosh shal machat, v'ani eftach lachem kepischuy shal ulam. Open up for me an opening, a door. Kechudosh shal machat. Kechudosh shal machat is the point of the needle. Chud is the point of the needle, which is ah, 
the eye of the needle, which as you know, how large is that opening? What what type of hole can it make? Not a very big hole. There's another Gerson Medrash over there in Shirashirim. Churoy Shalmachat. Churoy is not the eye of the needle, it's the hole of the needle, the hole through which you pull through the thread. It's a little larger, but it's not very big. It's a little hole. Churoy Shalmachat, Churoy Shalmachat. There's an explanation why the two Gerses. Vani Eftach Lachat. And I'll open for you like the doors going into the ulam, which was the corridor between one section of the Beis Hamikdash Dazara and the Heichel, and it actually didn't have doors; it was open. So if you open up for me the opening, like the eye of a needle, I'll open an opening which was a huge opening. So the Baruchel of Mezhibush. The Rebbe Rebaruchel of Majibush, who was a grandson of the Baal Shem Tev, he has a sefer called Butsina Dinahoira, which means a pillar of light. So I saw in Parshas Bolak, he writes, it says, Matoivu Oyalecha Yaakov, Mishkinoisecha Yisrael. Bilam says, how good are the tents of Yaakov, the dwelling places of Yisrael. So Rashi says, from the Medrash, why were from Chazal, why was he so impressed? He saw that the doors of the tents don't parallel each other. Meaning, I don't see what's happening in your tent. You don't see what's happening in my tent, which is obviously a form of tznias, of modesty, of refinement, of edelkeit. The Baruchel says, on a spiritual level, it means something deeper. Not just the doors of one Jew and another Jew, it means the doors between Hashem and the Jewish people. Not just horizontal, but also vertical. Their openings are not parallel to each other. Why? From the Jew, Hashem says, You open up just a door like this. My door is going to be shalulam. My opening is not going to respond to the size of your opening. You open an opening like this. The pischeyen are not mechuvan zayanegadzeh. What's the pshat pischelik echudah shalmachat? Like the opening. So the Lubavitch Rebbe once said of art, I'll say it in Yiddish. The Rebbe's tezokta yidin. Gib mir menisht v'finif minot. Aber di finif minot zon zayin nor Shem tells a Jew, give me only five minutes. But these five minutes of your day should be only mine. Exclusively mine. Those five minutes should be Shemen, Zayis, Zach, Tahir. Those five minutes, it should be completely mine. You should be completely mine. You have an Akuda where somebody could spend a lot of time with somebody else. But they're not present. And then you have some times. You're there for a short time. But you're there with your nefesh, ruach, neshama, with your brain, with your heart, with your soul. You may not have more than five minutes, but those five minutes are you there. It's a different experience. You could be with somebody for seven hours every day, but you're not there. You could be with somebody for one minute, and it's a life changer. Why? Because you were there. You were present. Maybe chudah shalmachat. Chudah shalmachat. But it was a chudish al-machat. There was a real opening. That's where the Chazal say it. So you have this also in teaching. You have a teacher. He's teaching. You know, you're doing it for 20 years. You're doing it for 30 years. You're doing it for 10 years. Right? It's, uh, 
routine. You know, you get up, he already knows the she, he's been teaching it, he knows the, the, everything is clear. So it's almost like you could become like a mouthpiece. You can't compare it to somebody who's teaching and their whole pnimius is there. It's nowhere else. It's completely there. There's complete focus. There's complete pnimius, complete presence. Like he said, in all the ten spheres, your mind and your heart and your pleasure, your hands and your feet, every dimension. And, and of course, the main thing is the brain. The machshav is completely there. You can't compare it. That's the point. <laughs> a real distraction to the point that it takes him away from it. And there's three levels. When you have the experience of Chachma, he could still be somewhat present, but not fully. So the Chiyas will be diminished, and then he'll get more and more. Yeah, that's what we're describing, exactly. Your question is your answer. Did I answer your question? You answered your question, which are always the best answers. You're right, you're right. That, that's, that's the Christ, that's the, the that's gonna be the challenge here. That's exactly, that's exactly the challenge. Rebbe Uvin told uh, me a few days ago that when he, uh, when he has a, a date with his grandchildren, <laughs> so the first thing when they meet, he takes out his phone and he says, okay, now I'm shutting it off for the whole time that we're together. And he shuts it off. So it's not just that he shuts it off. He makes a point to show them that he's shutting it off. And he says it changes the entire quality of the encounter. Because the children could show up much more emotionally because they know that grandpa showed up emotionally. And it's a very simple thing, but it's a very important thing. People come home at night, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7, 8 o'clock. They sit down to dinner with the phone. You're not supposed to do that. You have to shut it, not vibrate. Chas <laughs> v'shalom. Vibrate is just a trick. You have to take it, put it on off. Put it in a drawer so you don't even have the nisayin. We say altavienal in nisayin. Don't p- keep it on your in, on your pants. Shut off, because then any second choyzevineir, <laughs> especially the phantom brain, still hears vibrations even on Shabbos. You know that, right? So in the middle of dinner, you're going to hear somebody calling you. It's off, but it's not negaya. So you're going to have to check. Put it away in a drawer. When you're with your children in the evening, your wife in the evening, whoever you are in the evening, there's nothing else going on. You're present. And don't worry, the real estate deal that you're afraid you're going to lose from the text that came in 7.30, the guy won't sell it between 7.30 and 10.30. The $25 million building won't be sold those three hours. 10 o'clock at night, when you're done with the children, or 11 o'clock, whatever it is, go back to the phone and you'll catch up on all your messages. Pesach Shenis and Ishtakif Afala. You'll be Makrav carbon Pesach. Ah? Very good. Very good, Debar. Maybe you and I should go into business. <laughs> yeah, MS, MS, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not about time. It's about presence. It's about presence. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is for Shalom Bayis also marriages. It's incredible. You go on a walk with your spouse. Don't take your phone with you. 
if you need it for an emergency, maybe you could take it, but do not, the moment you take it, yeah, it's already, dis- it's, it's already, it's already a distraction. There was once a couple, uh, so they came for therapy, they had an issue. The issue was, she said, that he goes crazy, he loses his temper, and he blows up, and he could throw dishes in the house. Throws dishes, could break a window, could break other parts of the house. He had a, he had an issue. So his response was, it only happens once a month. It only happens once a month. So she says, that's true, it only happens once a month. But I don't know when. <laughs> a whole month, I'm petrified, this is going to be the moment. It's not like we have on the calendar, <laughs> that on Monday afternoon, 4 o'clock, you lose it. That Monday afternoon, 4 o'clock, could be any moment. So I'm never safe in this house. Yeah. If I can apply it. When your wife knows that your phone could ring at any moment, even if it doesn't, it already kills the whole walk. In Gemara, I have the even expression, Menachas, Kol It's not if the phone rings or doesn't. The fact that I know that you could pick it up in the next hour, even if you don't, even if there's no call, which of course is impossible, but even if you don't, even theoretically, it's already not the same. I'm telling you, it's not the same. You may say, I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. When you shut it off and you can't pick it up, it creates a different caliber. This is a very practical exercise. People always want exercises. It's a practical exercise. to be, And in the beginning, it's going to be hard because it's like an addiction. You have to have a distraction. But it's not a normal thing. People are not present anymore. It's a miracle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Five minutes, but give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. Be here. Okay? So when somebody, and the same is true, especially in teaching and communication, it's a different quality of teaching. When somebody is fully present, the mashpia, and not. What does it mean, minasafa l'chutz, external? It means that the inner mind and the inner heart are not present. Your inner midas, your inner core, your inner identity, your inner awareness, it's not present. The recipient feels it. The person feels the intensity of the encounter. You feel when somebody is fully present, not present. You feel it. Especially if you're a sensitive person, you feel it immediately. I'm not talking about if the person is looking somewhere else or writing something or looking at their phone. Even if not, you know, you just know immediately. That's even adults, children. <laughs> children uh, would know it, uh, you know, they're sensitive to much deeper levels of subconscious, even if it's not processed always consciously. They know right away, the macabre immediately feels how involved you are, how interested you are, how enthusiastic you are, how passionate you are. They tell a story that there was once, uh, there was once a, a Rav, there was a big shtetl, a city that needed a new rabbi. So they, uh, people were coming for what's called prabas, uh, how do you say it? Uh, trials, endorsements, yeah. So two, two people came, and they came for Shabbos, and they were both to give a speech Shabbos afternoon, and the whole Kehillah would listen to them and judge, you know, the quality and, and the nature of the person, if they want this person as their 
as their spiritual leader, as their Manigruchni, as their Rav, etc. They were staying in a hotel, a motel in the shtetl over there, Friday night, and they had rooms near each other. One of the Rabbanim was a big, big Talmud Chacham. He was a really great scholar. The other one was more fluff, flowery, you know, he was uh, theatrical, but there was not much substance there. He knew how to make a Shabda. The first one was really a psalm, a real mensch. The Pnimiyas, the Chitsainiyas, there was a lot there. He knew it's a huge kehillah and it's a huge opportunity. So this big Talmud Chachem, Friday night, after the meal, he paced back and forth in his hotel room, reviewing the whole speech from beginning to end, right? We spoke about Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey. He reviewed the whole thing, literally acting it out. His neighbor, the Amaretz, or the one who was more ignorant, I should say, wasn't yet sure what he's going to say, but he was never sure what he's going to say because he was just theatrical. But suddenly, through the wall, he hears. So he puts his ear and he can hear the drush, Amachaya. The guy goes through the whole speech, the whole speech, and he hears it all. He says, this is brilliant. The next morning, he goes over to the Rosh call to the other community. He says, listen, you know, it's really not fair, the competition here. Everybody knows that the first Rav is a huge Talmud Chacham. And the moment he speaks, if I go after him, he's going to put me to shame. Because he's a different level of scholar. But in terms of people's uh, people's skills, I'm much better in this. So do me a favor, put me up first. Put me up first. And then, it'll just give me a better chance, you know, they're not going to compare me to him, he'll be independent. He says, yeah, you're right. Puts him up first. They're further off. Svetim Finstein, the man opens his mouth, repeats verbatim everything he heard last night. The whole thing was stolen, plagiarized. Aganif, the whole thing. Every joke, every story, every instant, the beginning, the middle, the end, the conclusion. Word for word, he stole from him. But he heard last night, he was listening all night. Now the second Rav has to get up. Yeah. He worked on this for a long time. What does he do? So he gets up, he says, listen, Rabbi Isai, you know, a lot of rabbis know how to give speeches. You'll find a lot of those. But that's not what people need. People need somebody who knows how to listen. That's what they need. I want to show you that I'm a person who knows how to listen. <laughs> and he repeats the whole speech word for word. He says, you see that I know how to listen. He says, this is what you need. Somebody knows how to listen. <laughs> Gansgit? <laughs> huh? What's the Mosahaskal? The Mosahaskal is they have to know how to listen. <laughs> the Mosahaskal is Nishkin, Zainishkin Ganev de Eshtazach. But if you're dealing with a Ganev, you also have to know how to deal with a Ganev. <laughs> you have to know how to listen. You have to know how to listen to your wife. You have to know how to listen to your children. You have to know how to listen to your friends. You have to know how to listen to people. And you have to know how to listen to yourself. You heard what I said. Learn how to listen to yourself also. You have to be able to hear the koil the mama daka in yourself, in your neshama. You have to be able to listen to Hashem. So what's listening? Listening is always about presence. Speaking, you know, it could be routine. A tape recorder. Today, yeah, I don't know, you don't use the word tape recorder anymore. What is it called? Whatever it is. An MP3. Tape recorder speaks. Live streaming. <laughs> Live streaming. But listening is that art 
of Pnimius. We're talking about real listening. Real listening is attentive, I'm completely present. And people don't realize the magic that happens through listening. Just listening without feedback, when it's real, is a transformative experience. Try it out, you'll see. When your wife wants to speak to you today, or this evening, just listen. But I don't mean listen, well, no phones, and not listen, I already know what you say. Just try it out, five minutes. Just listen, but listen fully. Listen fully means suspend all judgment, suspend all analysis, suspend all preconceived opinions and notions. Don't mix in with your mind what she has to believe, what she doesn't have to believe. Just listen. Just listen like a four-year-old curious child who listens to a beautiful Uncle Moishi or Yitzi Earps uh, or I don't know, story. Huh? You know a four-year-old listening to a story? In a sandbox, playing in a sandbox? Sit down in a sandbox. If you need, you can get a sandbox. Sit down in the sandbox and just listen. And you'll see things happen. <laughs> and if you could do it with your spouse, you could do it with Hashem, you could do it with yourself, you could do it in davening, you could do it in learning. All your relation, business also, it's transformative. You have a colleague in your office, you sit down by lunch, listen to him for five minutes. Sometimes great miracles happen in those moments because souls connect from a place of Pneumius, not from a place of Chitzonius. If I'm not here and you're not here, I was once in Dublin, Ireland, many years ago. I went to visit the parliament. There was a man named him, Mr. Briscoe. He was a, he's a Jew, and he's a member, he was a member of the parliament then. His father was the mayor of Dublin. So he greeted me in the parliament. He gave me Shalom Aleichem. And uh, he held my hand and he looked at me for like, I don't know, 10, 20 seconds. And then he gave me a tour of the of the parliament over there in Ireland. So on the way, I said, you know, I'm very impressed. You're a politician. And most politicians I ever met, when they give you a hand, they're already looking elsewhere. Many people, you give a hand, they don't look at you. They shake a hand, they're already looking at the next person, you know. He said, it's interesting you picked it up. I said, right away. I saw that you looked at me and you stayed. Where did you learn this? So he told me that President Kennedy, John Kennedy, before he was shot, came on a visit to Ireland, I think 1962 or so. You could probably Google it. John Kennedy was a theatrical person. President Kennedy told me then, (laughs) I was a young politician, he said, let me tell you how you have to work if you want to find favor by people. (laughs) When you shake a hand, you look at them. Don't look anywhere else. You look in their eyes. Give them eye contact. Make them feel that you value them. When you finish, then go to the next person. I asked Mr. Briscoe, was was this a political trick? (laughs) Was this itself a political trick? (laughs) Or it's real? He said that every politician has to decide for himself. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So this is what I learned from Mr. Briscoe in Dublin, who learned it from President Kennedy. Okay. But the truth is, this is a Dover Pashat, that there is presence, and there is presence, it's two different types of, when you're present, when you're present, it's a present. That's what Ibn Nochem would have just said. And when you're not present, it's not a present, it's a different thing. This is in an ideal situation, that's the challenge here. 
that when this teacher now has a new insight, he has to go away. Emotionally, we mean. We don't mean physically. He could build teaching, but his mind just hopped on. It just... uh, No, it, it just experienced something, and it takes... It takes your, your koyachachachma into that. Unless you're going to reject it and lose it. But you don't want to lose it. He doesn't want to lose it. So that's the first stage of ascent. Where the mashpia goes away from the present tzimtzum. From the present interaction. Which is always a tzimtzum. Because whenever a father is communicating with a child or a grandchild. Or a, or a spouse or a friend. Anybody. Tzimtzum means I have to tune into your world. Not to my world. That's what a conversation means. I'm listening to you. I'm not listening to me. And even if I want to listen to me now, but that's what I'm doing. The avoida is, I'm opening a window into your world, not into my world. That's why it's so hard. I want to talk to you. I want the cake and I want to eat it too, right? I want you should feel we have a relationship, but I don't want to create space for you. I'm busy with me. But a real relationship is tzimtzum. Tzimtzum means I have to narrow in my identity to your identity. I'm listening to you. But now when he has this new epiphany, the first ilui, the first departure, the first histalkus, histalkus is the word, is to And what does the makabel feel? The student feels immediately that the chius was diminished. The intensity, the enthusiasm, the complete presence was diminished. Of course, if you have a teacher who's always teaching uh, without full enthusiasm, you're not going to notice any differences. But here we're talking about that ideal situation of complete trust where there is complete dedication on both sides. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Relative to what happened 10 minutes ago in the previous Anshmah, he feels that the level of Chiyos went down. That's stage one. Now, when the Seichel and the Nuhamtza gets close to the Bina of the Mashpia, from Chachma, it's getting closer to Bina development. Because by allowing himself to be captured by the new idea and bringing his machshava to the new blitz, to the new brainstorm. So he, it got him, he allows himself to absorb it. Now it gets closer to Bina, meaning it takes root. The seed fertilizes the egg. There's a development. He starts feeling the details. Memela oz, mismayit yoiser, hachiyuz midibure b'seichel akadum. Now the level of presence, the level of energy from the previous encounter gets even more diminished. To the point that verbally he can get confused. Tzirufim means configurations can get confused. Would be like somebody whose mind is in one place and very deeply immersed somewhere, but you're speaking about something else. So sometimes you can wing it, as they call it. <laughs> if you're a real professional, you did it many times, you can wing it. 
But at some point, what often happens is you say the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Have it happened to you? You start like saying the wrong thing. Why? Because your machshav is completely elsewhere. This is stage two. It's not only that these words won't contain your core. It won't be because you're not there. That's stage one. That the words are more shallow. They're more empty. They don't have your full presence. That's in stage one when he went to Chachma. But now, even the externalities become confused. It's not just it's missing my full heart. Even the outside, the layer, the words can often get confused. Why? Because he went up yet a second stage. Because he had to go up not only to Mayecha Chachma, but the new idea entered Mayecha Bina, which Mamish consumes him in a much deeper place. And therefore, it's not just I have this new chaps, I have to tune into it, and I have to tune out from the intensity of the communication. But now it's even more. I really, the Bina means it captures the details of my brain. It's analytical. So when Bina, the new idea comes into Bina, it distracts me yet much deeper from the original communication to the point that even if I know it and I know it by heart and I could wing it, but sometimes those words can just get confused and I say the wrong thing and the wrong combinations and sirufim. <laughs> In the middle of a shear, he brings in a word that's coming from a different shear. That's the shear he's having with his own mind. He's giving one shear, and suddenly, what? What did you just say? <laughs> Associated, yeah. Since his mind is somewhere, and he's just winging it, so unconsciously, he just may be saying what he's really thinking about, and nobody knows what he's talking about. How could they? It may even be one word, Ezeteva. <laughs> here's a little cute personal story my wife called me up one day and she said I just had a very embarrassing experience we were dating and we were getting engaged soon but it was still private and it happened to be Yutzvat Yutzvat is the yard site of the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak Schneerson she was teaching in a Chabad school called Beis Rifka, a big school she had a big class she was teaching and we were dating then a lot. We, you know, we spent a lot of time meetings, talking. So she goes into class that day, and she says, "So today, Yitzchak is the yard site of Yosef Yitzchak Jacobson." <laughs> so, so she calls me. This is so embarrassing. They're gonna know. I said, "Don't worry. Nobody will know the difference." You said you said her last name wrong. First name you got right. You're fine. <laughs> said, I'm flattered by the compliment. I'm flattered by the compliment. <laughs> Not the idea, but the... Uh, and that stop was just... Uh, it's an old memory, but uh, as he said this word, you know, when you're, when you're, you're immersed in something, it comes out. <laughs> now they, I don't know if they were listening, you know, Brooklyn girls, so they may have not been listening. But uh, if one of them was listening, it's like, what? Okay, sorry, a mistake. Uh, she, 
completely irrelevant to the external words from what he prepared. So now what does the recipient experience? Even less energy from the teacher. He has them now much less. He still has some words. He has words, but... Uh, there's no passion. Now there's no passion. The words themselves could be somewhat problematic. Because even in a good day, in the words that are organized and structured, how much toil and effort does he need to reach the das, the real understanding of his Rebbe? Now, even when his Rebbe is fully present on the highest levels that we discussed, what a real teacher is, what a real Rebbe is, what a real mentor is, even then the Makabal can't just sit and, 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 and you know, knock and samichkis, eat sunflower seeds. That's not a Talmud, that's not a Rebbe. That's a different level of communication. We're talking here, the Rebbe is fully there. It's an, a real Talmud is an Indian of Messias Nefesh. To become completely empty and open, I don't mean Messias Nefesh physically, but mentally. It's a complete dedication. So even in the best of days, he has to work very, very hard. It's Yigiyatsuma, he says. But now, it's a whole different experience because the words are not even organized because his teacher's talking out there. He's somewhere else. He was abducted. <laughs> he, he went elsewhere by this new Amtsah. So that's in stage B. Stage B. So stage one of the Hisalus of the ascending from the present to a new place is in Chachma. A new insight came in. You have to open up your chachma to it. But over there, it's just an intuitive moment. So you could still continue to wing it fine. You're just not fully present with your whole chios. On the second level already, it's a much higher and more drastic departure when the new insight is already entering and trickling down from chachma to binna. The departure is yet greater, which only creates the introduction for the third departure, which uh, will be explored in the future. Have a wonderful day. Shalom Aleichem Reb Avram, it's an honor to have you. Rosh Hashiva of Skokie is with us. Rosh Hashiva of the Skokie Yeshiva. Ken, Ken, say good. Mashuhu Malamed, Nimtzah Behalimud. Yeah, Zog's good. Katsuchim Lagid Kacha. Hasefer, Hasefer Meid Al Hatoichin, Shal Hasefer. Huh? The Shreiben Alein is made of the Emes from Vasa Shreiben. That's Pnimi is the convention, ah. Shtaken Falschkeit, ah. We can't just get fin on this. Kenag Zomas, Malaiknisht, Menaitzichnisht. Emes Pnimi is. Medav zechnaden or medav megazem zayin amahotnish te ein soif. Kshayesh tfisa amitis lot zechim lahagzim val medav neshmoyde haben medav medav zechneshnaden sebeseded. Ima ta choshesh or ata makir beteta karash en lechaklum ta tzarich litzor harbedvanim varbedim yonot. Ima ta desh besafoshel davar ze. I'm going to
Then hot made it in Shabakin Chayas, Shabakin Slavos, Shabakin Madregas, Shabakin Shlemos, Shabakin Dos. Machtman the Chagansalam. Ona Hashem Ishiana, Salz the Chilak. This class is brought to you by the Yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.